the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of the Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday. Friday means open line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Anything you want to call and talk about, that's the number, 888-528-2557. Lots of things going on this week in the news, and uh, sometimes it's just really hard to even pick a topic. We've had a whole lot of things to uh, talk about. One of the things I think that is interesting, and it developed, it's a serious topic that developed into kind of a funny conversation. Um, the president of the Human Rights Campaign, which is a uh, far-left uh, organization, um, was testifying on uh, Capitol Hill about women in sports. The president's name is Kelly Robinson, and she was being questioned about what's the difference between men and women. Is there a biological difference between men and women? And here's how that exchange went. Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition okay, okay, happened, I'm, I'm gonna try the again. rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? See, she can't answer that question, and there's a reason that she cannot answer that question. I, Most people could answer this very simply. Do, I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of the that conversation yes? that we're having. I think that there are definitions it, it, related it, it, to sex. Is, is that a yes? Yeah. So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get, get a speech. So the conversation here is about sports, women in sports, and is there a difference between male athletes and female athletes? And this is, I think it's Ted Cruz who's asking these questions, and uh, others ask similar questions. But it's really, it is a simple question. Of course there's a difference, but... You can't say that because if you say that, you undermine the entire philosophy uh, behind uh, queer theory and all the theories that are uh, being promoted. If you say that, if you even say women, you're not even the reason you can't answer what is a woman woman like uh, we talked about, I think, earlier this week or last week where um, Johns Hopkins University on a glossary on their website defined a woman or defined a lesbian as a non man attracted to non-men, and they couldn't even use woman there. And they just, like, eliminate the word. But you can still use man, of course. Uh, she continued, and this is how this line of questioning went. Oh, I, is I'm, there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. So he's asked this question, what, eight times? She still won't say. Let me Gender. ask you this question, then. Why do women's sports exist? Now, here's where it kind of got interesting, because she says something that created a whole different conversation. 
if you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex My is question, than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, women's sports, sports have a great exist? value? I mean, Senator, I'll M- tell you M- right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Mr. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter into the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. So she won't answer uh, that question at all. And it's because if you answer it, you know, if you're trying to make that argument, if you actually answer that question then you're going to undermine your argument. It completely undermines the argument at all to say that there is not a difference between men and women in sports. Now, what happened is, and I hope I have the clip, maybe I don't, but what happened is, is she makes a comment that says, hey, you know, uh, Serena Williams, great tennis player. She's a great tennis player and she can beat anybody was, was basically the idea. Women you and don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical this is Senator Kennedy asking the same line of questions, which she still will not say that there is a difference between men and women. Advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as def- a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis. Right. That they think that they could actually score a point on her. And that's true. There's a news article, a poll that says one out of eight men think that they could actually defeat uh, Serena Williams. You know who Serena Williams is? Probably the best female tennis player ever. You know, you could certainly make that argument. That is probably true. She's great. She's amazing uh, at tennis and, you know, for sure, one of the best ever. But the argument being made here is. Why is she playing women's tennis and not men's tennis? Is there a difference, biologically speaking, between men and women? Um, And it's just not the case. She is stronger than that. What's your experience, Ben? Now, he turns around to ask Riley Gaines, who's sitting next to her. Riley Gaines is the woman who is speaking out against uh, Leah Thomas, who's the transgender uh, woman or transgender man. I always get confused at what direction that goes, but who uh, is a, a male who is in the women's sports who defeated her for the NCAA championship. And uh, she, he turns to her and say, what is your opinion on this? Now, the uh, Kelly Robinson just said that, hey, Serena Williams, who can beat her? But here's what Riley Gaines replies, and she's correct. Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Did you know that? That it's interesting to me that actually Serena and Venus Williams, both, she's right, they're phenoms, lost in a, a tennis match to the 203rd ranked male. And there's a story behind that. I'll get to that here in just a second. Here's the rest of Riley Gaines' answer. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. See, so she's pointing out, hey, you know what? I might have better rankings among women, and uh, that's true for Riley Gaines more than her husband. But between the two of them, he's going to win. 
Uh, does that bother anybody listening? The, does, it, does it bother you, the idea to say that there are biological differences between men and women? And when it comes to sports, there are differences. Obviously, uh, Serena Williams is, you know, at least you could argue the best female tennis player probably of all time. But she was defeated uh, by a man. And I don't think that puts her down at all. Um, in fact, in a minute, I'll show you a clip where she actually talks about that. Uh, but it's an interesting conversation that you can't even say it. That's how absurd this has been. That's why this is the absurdity of the week. Hey, what happened? That's terrible. You, you just have to believe or have to understand that. But if, if you say it, the reason you can't say it is it completely undoes uh, the entire the entire narrative, the entire, it's called queer theory. Um, the, I, and the whole thing about queer theory, by the way, is that it's meant to be confusing, that a, a feature of critical theory most of the time is that it's actually meant to not make sense because it's meant to unravel uh, what, what critical theorists would say is the social foundation and order. They would say that the reason we have inequality and the reason that we have you know, rich and poor and such a division is because of marriage and family in particular. It's Marxism and it's other things. It's the idea that says, hey, the way we do life as human beings with family, with parents who raise children, with religion, with you know, a capitalistic system or a, or a Western way of thinking or a Judeo-Christian way of thinking, whatever it is, that all of that is bad. You have to undo it. And the only way to undo it is to act like it's not true. And if you continue to act like it's untrue, see, if the, if the idea is that it's a construct that's just been built, then you can unbuild it. You know, if that's true, if it's just a construct and it's not, not actually true that men and women are different, if that's just something that we've been conditioned to believe over you know, thousands of years of human history and experience, if it's just something that we've been conditioned because of the patriarchy or because of whatever you want to say, then you can undo it. And that's why she won't say it. Because if she says it, then she just acknowledges it. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So the interesting thing is that there was a story that says that one out of eight men think they can defeat um, Serena Williams. Uh, guys, do you think you could defeat Serena Williams on the tennis match, tennis floor? Uh, I don't think I could. I think if you if you put her in a chair and tied her up and did not give her a racket, I could probably uh, you know hold my own on that court. Um, but if I was a professional tennis player, it's a little different. Now this all goes back to something really interesting. Years ago, about five years ago, John McEnroe, you know who he is, another famous tennis player. He made a statement. He was uh, in an interview on NPR, and uh, he made a statement that raised a lot of questions five years ago, but I think people understood it. And uh, this is some reporting on it that was on uh, uh, the Today Show. In his latest book, he calls Serena Williams the best female tennis player in the world. Now, when asked by NPR why he said the best female player instead of best player, period, here's what McEnroe had to say. If she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. You think so? Yeah. 700. That's what bothered people, is that if she played the men's circuit, she'd be 700. That, you know, and people, wait a minute, 700? There's 700 guys better than Serena Williams out there? And McEnroe, who I don't think means it to be mean, he's just, he's just speaking his mind. That's what he says. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena's like an incredible player. I do. But there's, you know, the reality of uh, what, what would happen 
on a given day, uh, Serena could beat some some players, I believe, because she's so incredibly strong mentally. But if she had to just, just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. So he makes that comment, and it went everywhere. People kind of went crazy, kind of asking questions about it. And the interesting thing is, Serena Williams also was asked about it. And what do you think she had to say? She went on David Letterman. David Letterman still had his uh, late show. And here's what she had to say. Actually, it's funny because Andy Murray, he oh, he was been joking about. Now, Andy Murray at the time was the top men's player, okay, in the world, most people would have said, uh, Andy Murray at the time. Um, myself and him playing a match. And I'm like, Andy, seriously, like, are you kidding me? Because for me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 and five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. That's Serena Williams. Now she is saying exactly what McEnroe said, that if she were to play the top men's player, that she would lose, that she would lose very, very quickly. Listen to what she says. Would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. So in 10 minutes, it would take her to be done. Now, does that mean she's not the greatest female tennis player in the world? No, of course it doesn't mean that. Does that mean that she is... Uh, somehow less than as far as the humanity of the sport. I'll tell you what, women's tennis is fantastic, and so is men's tennis. But there is a reason that there is men's and women's tennis, and it's biological. And this is only this interview is only five years ago. You know, today, if she makes these comments, and uh, I haven't heard anything, her say anything recently, maybe she's going to say something because her name came up in the Congress this week, but she would be called terrible things just for saying what she's saying uh, here on David Letterman. Lose 6-0, in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes, because... It's not, no, it's are, true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me, and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game, and I love to play women's tennis, and I, I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice, so Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not going to... I'm not going to let you kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. When it comes to tennis, I only want to play girls. Yeah. <laughs> we got that going on. See, I think Letterman had it probably right there. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know... I played tennis for a while. When I was at college, I had to take uh, a bunch of PE classes my last year in order to get enough units to graduate. Uh, and they were like half a unit each. And I played, I took, you know, beginning tennis and intermediate tennis at the same time. And they were back to back on the same day with the same coach. And so I'm in the beginner's tennis class, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning or something. And then at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm in the intermediate class with the same coach. And he looks at me and he goes, weren't you just in my beginner's class? And I said, yep, you're really good. I'm already intermediate after one class. And uh, he questioned me for a little bit about what I was doing, and that's, that's how it was. I was probably an intermediate uh, tennis player. Point is, Serena Williams doesn't think that she can play amongst the men. And so she said later on that she thinks she could maybe compete with men who are ranked 200 or above. Um, and uh, she did. She played... Um, a tennis player who's ranked 203rd, a German ma- named uh, uh, Karsten uh, Barash, who you've probably never heard of because he's ranked 203. And uh, she lost. And uh, she lost to this guy. 
And it's not because she's a bad tennis player. It's not because she is um, somehow less than in terms of equality to men and equality in importance, but she is different. And it is okay to say that men and women are different. That is the absurdity of the world that we live in today, that we can't even acknowledge something that everybody knows to be true, and we cannot go for it. We just simply cannot go down this path. All right, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and it is Open Line Friday. That means you can call about anything you want. You can change the subject, or you can continue with the conversation. You can continue with anything that maybe you uh, we talked about earlier in the week. I'd like to know who are these guys who think they can beat Serena Williams, because you're still talking about you know, the top 200 or top 300, uh, you know, men maybe who can beat her, but everybody else probably can't. You know, it's it's very, very limited. But the according to a CBS poll, uh, now this poll was actually in Great Britain that they're all referring to. One out of eight guys thinks they can beat Serena Williams. There's no way. Not not going for that. All right, 888-528-2557. I'm going to try Vicky. Vicky in L.A., you there? I am. Uh, hi, Vicky. How are you? Um, I am thankful. Um, I want to thank you uh, for your calling on your life um, and also for all the people that's helping and serving there um, with the ministry there. At at where? Um, I was just saying that I want to thank you for the ministry that God has called you all there, the ministry there. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm thankful. Um, I just want to know um, if you would comment uh, and Second Corinthians three eighteen it says that and we all who with unveiling faces um contemplating the Lord glory we're going from glory to glory being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord. So I know that we do as Christians in all of us a process, right? Mm-hmm. We do go from glory to glory to glory. And, and, and I'm not, uh, I don't mean to judge people. Um, I know the Bible talks about righteous judgment, but sometimes, you know, I, cause I do evangelism and I teach the Bible and, and we, we can see, you know, the ones that God has given discernment. And, and I've been praying that the bite of Christ have more discernment. We can see that some of our sisters and brothers are not going from glory to glory to glory. They're they're staying down here at just glory. And I know that it's a process. So I was wondering if you can encourage us how we do go from glory to glory to glory in Christ. Okay. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding so long, Vicki. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> and thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. She quoted... Uh, uh, she quoted Second Corinthians uh, chapter three verse eighteen, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. It's a complicated verse. Okay, so uh, you said you're a teacher, and you know it gets hard to teach uh, those verses. One thing that you always want to do is always keep things in the context of what's being talked about. So in the context there of Second Corinthians. It is talking about the basically the greater glory of the new covenant. Meaning, there's the there's the old covenant, which is your Old Testament in a way, uh, where you got to keep the sacrifices and you got to do these things, and you're going to fail at it. And uh, the Old Testament's pretty rough. It ends with the word curse, and you're saved ultimately by faith, in faith that there would be a new covenant, 
in uh, the Messiah coming. The New Testament, in the New Covenant, you have the blood of Christ. You have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you have the Holy Spirit that comes upon his church. And you have something different. And another caller last hour talked about, you know, the difference between her response to the Old Testament and the New Testament. Part of going glory to glory is in your spiritual growth. You can get a little deeper than that probably. But a good question to ask people and ask Christians and to ask of each other, you know, in our churches and our small groups is, you know, how are you growing in the Lord today? What are some ways that you actually are stronger in your faith today than you were a year ago or two years ago or whenever? We all have our ups and downs. We all have different things that go on. But what are some ways that you are growing in your faith? What are some ways that you, uh, in this sense, um, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory and being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory? In what ways are you becoming more Christ-like? See, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we have, we have a very good picture of who we are to be like, uh, Jesus. And we are, we are to make disciples. Making disciples means helping people become more like Jesus. Sometimes we make a mistake and we want to make disciples of ourselves and make people more like us. And they have to do church the same way as us, and they have to approach the Scripture the same way as us, and they have to uh, believe, you know, doctrinally every single thing that we believe. And sometimes it even goes way off the rails, and it's you got to vote the way I vote, and you got to eat the way I eat, and you got the whole bunch of rules get involved. Um, that's not making disciples of Christ. Ultimately, it's making disciples of ourselves. When we make disciples of Christ, when we grow as a disciple of Christ, we are we're made in the image of God, but we're also being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. When you see people who have grown in their faith, when you can really recognize that, um, it is an amazing thing. It's a testimony that's very, very powerful. And a place where I would take that is to talk about the mercy of God, that you have the ministry of the gospel as a New Testament believer. The ministry of the gospel is that people are saved by faith, that people are transformed by the Spirit of God, that you have spirit, spiritual gifts that are transforming you. It's supernatural help, and that you are in the family of God and being transformed into the image of Christ, uh, and it's a process. So that is a longer answer to that, but I hope that that helps uh, Kathy with uh, uh, or Vicki with that. All right, i got to take a break. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. You can talk about anything you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557, 888 2557. Uh, Elizabeth and Kathy, I see your calls and others will take your calls as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. There is a new approval for lab-grown meat, meaning that chicken that you may have soon in a restaurant near you, especially here in California, might not actually come from a chicken, but it might be chicken. It was meat developed from animal cells and grown and uh, in a lab. Would you eat that? I'm real curious about that. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Elizabeth, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, 
<laughs> well, first of all, I would not eat that meat at all. But second, <laughs> I was, when you were commenting about earlier um, about the girls and the boys playing on teams, I always think that we've already kind of delineated what if like a, uh, a senior in high school said, well, I kind of feel immature. I kind of want to play on Little League baseball, not on my, my you know, majors baseball or whatever. And they go, well, you can't. You're big. Mm-hmm. You go, well, I want mm-hmm. to, though. That's what I want to do. They, you can't. You're big. Sometimes I feel like with the boys, you're big. You can't play with girls. <laughs> it just seems like it's almost as simple as that. Well, yeah, it's just it's so simple that that's part of the the I think that gets so frustrating about it, right? Is everybody knows that there's a difference. It doesn't mean that there's not sometimes some women who can defeat men in um, in tennis or some sport, but generally right. speaking, you know, do you the you know the question is, do you want to get rid of the uh, WNBA and just have the NBA? Uh, right. Do you want to yeah. get rid of women's sports in high school and college? So. There's only yeah, one. You'll get rid of them all. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I was younger in high school, and my brother was two years younger than me, and we competed always the same because I was two years older. And then one day he could beat me in arm wrestling, and I was so mad because I'm a really strong girl, but I couldn't do it anymore. I could probably beat most other boys in arm wrestling, but I couldn't beat him anymore. So that's done. And he got scholarships to play all sorts of college sports and things like that. But there's no way I could compete anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's just it's just the it's just the way it is. But the the danger in all of it is that what's happening is that people are being asked to accept a falsehood about humanity or suffer consequences. Right. Or suffer cancellation or being called a bigot or other things because you don't want to accept something that everybody knows isn't isn't true. Uh, And that is much bigger than just the particular issues. That is something that is bad news. If any country goes down that that way, you you can't you can't manage that way. All right. uh, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott show. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a great weekend. 888-528-2557. Kathy in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Thank you. A uh, quick story and then a quick question. My husband was working at a tennis club in Los Angeles in Palos Verdes back in the 90s. And he came home with this story because you'll never believe what happened today. And he said this man came in with these two daughters. And um, he was with one of the members. He befriended one of the members and talked the member into inviting him and his two daughters in as a guest for the day. And he asked if these two daughters could play the top men's players in the club. And my husband said, well, you know, we don't have them available today. Well, come back Saturday. So he, he drummed up some, they had top UCLA players. They had top USC players. They had all sorts of, of really championship tennis going on. And, um, excuse me. Um, so anyway, they, um, turned out it was Venus and Serena and my husband sat around, you know, and it was like that movie. And he said, he sat with him. Richard Williams went to many clubs, not just the one or two that were shown in the movie. And he would somehow work his way into these private clubs. And, and you get it because they were attacked on the Compton tennis courts and stuff. And I sort Mm. of understand that part, but anyway, he, um, these girls played these guys and they were good and they were little, they were like, you know, so anyway, they were strong, but yet my husband said, who do you, uh, who did they train with? And he's me. And she, they said, well, you know, they play junior tournaments. No, um, you know, they're not, they're only playing men right now. So he trained them that way early to get them strong. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, made them great tennis players. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, this whole thing about the trans women beating biological women in in the high school championships, if you hear these stories and the one that you just mentioned, and I just was thinking, you know, they sometimes they can just say they're a girl or they, you know, and, and, and I, I don't want to be callous about this, but they, if they can't win against the guys, they turn trans and, and compete against the girls. Can there possibly be maybe a chromosome test before any of these competitions? I know it's a long shot, but well, you know, I <laughs> think in the, in the, really define the person's gender when they compete. Yeah. I think currently the deal is that it doesn't matter. So there wouldn't be anything like that, that if you say you're trans or you say you're a woman, then we're going to accept that. That's the, NCAA approach, um, and that's why Riley Gaines and some other people are speaking out, because um, what is the weird thing about the argument is 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 they're trying to say that the biological advantages that a male has doesn't matter if they say they're a female, and it right. clearly does matter, and at the end of the day, well, you've got one swimmer, in that case, who is male, who wins the championship. What happens if you have... You know, I don't know how many people are on a women's swimming team, but I'll bet there's like eight. What happens if all eight now are trans men? Well, then there are no biological women and effectively no women swimming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the logical end to this because biologically that is exactly what would happen, whether they are really going through something where they're trans or they're just saying that. Some people accuse the Leah Thomas person of not even actually being trans you know i'm not sure that that's true i can't get in right. in the, their head but um they are still attracted to women and they haven't done anything that would change their physical uh, appearance uh it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing and that's happening in the prisons by the way that's something that we're also seeing men are saying you know actually i'm a woman so they get put in the female uh, prisons um wow. and, uh, so and no without question test. Yeah, without question. So the the issue isn't do we think this person is male or female. The issue is we know they're biologically male. We're going to do it anyway. That's the yeah. uh, crazy part. Kathy, thanks Thank for uh, Thank hanging on with us. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Uh, Melo in Los Angeles. Is it Melo? Melo? Melo. Melo, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you so much, Pastor. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, most probably you guys know that Armenia is under blockade since uh, November of 2022. And as of today, nothing happened, no uh, help from anyone, none whatsoever. And right now we are still having Azerbaijan um, uh, blocking it. And um, You mean I, Armenia, the I'm country, per- the, the things that Armenia as a nation uh, is going through... Um, we've talked about Armenians a lot because of what's happening in the Glendale School District lately, but the country of Armenia has gone through uh, some significant challenges with their Azerbaijan war, and it doesn't get any press. Yes, uh, that's uh, at least I wanted to announce that, you know, we seriously need help, uh, and also at least prayer for this nation. This is getting serious. We already lost million and a half and still the genocide goes on and nobody says anything about it no mention of these people being killed every day for the last two years um, almost 5,000 of our kids has been slaughtered by Azerbaijan and Turkish people and nobody said anything about it nothing on the news nowhere uh, to be heard what's going on and everything 
at least I just wanted to announce it that we need prayer. We need help. We, this country is going uh, like inch by inch is getting um, cut off by the land uh, by Azerbaijan and Turkish people. Mm-hmm. And supposedly Russia is helping, but honestly, he is the source of everything, uh, all these uh, troubles. But um, there's nobody's talking about it. I just wanted to mention that. We really need your help. We need your uh, we need your prayer for this nation. We honestly uh, are doing everything, and we we don't have any help from any any corner. We are cut off literally from the world, and nobody says anything about it. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. I've actually been speaking to somebody who might come on uh, another show and uh, talk about it with me, because I think oh, perfect. Uh, you know Thank I you think so much. you're welcome. And thanks for bringing that to our attention. Is it Melo Milo? I'm sorry. Absolutely. Mellow, mellow. Mellow. All right, Mellow. All right, thanks for calling Mellow and bringing that up to us. You know, it's, it is, um, there are conflicts actually all over the world that we don't hear about very often. We hear a lot about Ukraine and Russia, and, you know, what, what tends to happen is we hear more about things that have political interest or might be in the very clear national interest. But there are, I think, 40-some-odd conflicts going on around the world, and, and a significant one that's been going on a very long time is in Armenia. And uh, they have tried to pass a peace treaty with Azerbaijan um, in February of this year. Uh, I don't think it uh, was accepted, and uh, things just continue to get worse. So we got to be praying for uh, the world, and in particular our brothers and sisters in Christ who are right in the middle of it. So you have Christians in Armenia, you have Christians in uh, all of these battles around the world who are uh, in the course of war, many are deciding to stay put, to stay involved, and to stay and share the gospel. Uh, we're seeing that in Ukraine. We're seeing that in uh, other countries as well. Uh, so, Melo, thank you very much for calling and bringing that up. i got to take a break. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm still wondering if you're going to eat the fake meat. We'll talk about that when we return. This is the Pastor Scott Show Friday edition. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. This morning, the USDA has approved cell-cultivated meat to be sold to the public for the first time. So that's where it all starts, just a few cells. Two cultivated meat producers now getting the green light to begin commercially selling their chicken, not raised on a farm, but in a facility. The meat is grown using real animal cells and large bioreactors fed with nutrients. I recently got a tour of California-based Upside Foods, the nation's first and largest cultivated meat producer. You're making chicken in there. Yeah, so if you look at this, this is a approximately a 200-plus liter tank. And we take cells from a chicken or an egg. It takes two weeks to grow the equivalent of one chicken. A thousand chickens or a hundred thousand chickens. So you're saying in this factory you can make more meat faster and cleaner than an average farmer? Well, ultimately, yes. Would you eat fake meat? That is something that the FDA has just approved. And it's chicken that's not chicken. It's never been a chicken. It's never run around. It's never laid an egg. It's never been in a cage. It's never been an egg. It's just cells taken from an egg or a chicken and uh, in a vat that looks like a brewery. Um, They make chicken. And they can, and uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I, yeah, 
888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls on anything. 888-528-2557. Liz in Norwalk, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Liz. You know how we we were talking about um, women versus men in competitions and... Well, um, I just want to throw this in the mix. Um, my husband works in a state prison, yeah. and they have accepted men to at identify as women. And he has a couple of men there where he works that have already impregnated female um, inmates. Yep. Yeah. And so here we 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 are like what. What is our future coming to when we have people identifying as the same sex, but yet a woman cannot impregnate a woman, but a man can impregnate a woman, but a man cannot impregnate a man. So even though we compete against each other, there is a big difference between female and male. There's a huge difference. And that's my point. And, you know, you're pointing out something that, you know, this is more serious than sports. Imagine, and this is happening everywhere. In California, this became law in 2021, a Senate bill. It was Senate Bill 132. It became a law that said that transgender, non-binary, intersex inmates uh, have the right to be housed in either men's or women's facilities, and it's their choice and there's no testing or anything. It isn't like a trans man who is on, pro, on uh, hormones or has had surgeries. It's just if he says so. And yes. so what's happening is, and I want you to imagine this. Imagine that you are in prison, you're a woman, you're in prison, and your cellmate, your celly, is a man, a male who has been convicted of rape. And you're sharing a cell with him. That is the reality in our prisons. Um, yeah, and the sad thing is, men are basically stronger than women, so you have no real defense. There's no defense, and we are finding this already in, uh, like you said, the pregnancies are happening because... Yes, and the state's responsible for yep, them. And the state is, and it's it's horrific. Um, there's one prison somewhere, I want to say Pennsylvania or somewhere, there were 18 pregnancies um, from two guys. Um you know, I'm thinking that identified as women. That identify as women, and nobody says boo about it. Um, and you know, this is this is. I do think that there's progress on this. That that the country is finally saying, wait a minute. I think part of the problem is, is this sounds so crazy that people say, no, nah, that's not happening, and uh, they just have to wait, unfortunately, for the uh, the tragedies. But your husband is seeing it uh, firsthand, huh? First hand, yeah. first hand. Thank you for bringing that. Uh, and you know, and I and I don't think I would want to try that scientific chicken. I don't yeah. think my taste buds. <laughs> I just to have. That there's nothing appetizing <laughs> about it to me. I mean, it's kind of like false doctrine for me in my mind's eye. You can't take a artificial Christmas tree and make it look like a real Christmas tree. You can by dressing it up. But it'll never be a real Christmas tree. It never will. It never will. Yeah. All right, Liz. Thanks for calling, Thank Pastor you. Scott. Thank show. Thank you for taking my call. You yeah. have a great day. You too. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Ted, and uh, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, sir. Ted, uh, City of the Angels. Um, real quick, my I just wanted to pray for the Armenian girl. Uh, my my buddy married an Armenian lady, and 
beautiful, beautiful kids and beautiful people. And and my heart goes out to their Christian people. They've been persecuted a long time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I I, I never really uh, like when the earthquake happened in Turkey. Uh, for God forgive me, but it didn't bother me because I know what God will do when you're not following the Word of God. He's not going to have your back. So well, I think hurt, God was a lot involved. of people who are Christians got hurt in that too, though. So we want to oh, yeah. pray and protect for everybody. Hey Ted, what did you okay, call for? Well, What's on your mind today? Uh, well, I just wanted to elaborate uh, further on the um, <clears throat> the Disneyland thing and, and explain more. Ba- basically, on, on the Disneyland thing, nothing, nothing, nobody hurts more than I do. I used to sell peanut clusters. Are you talking about? Um, uh, the Disneyland thing, the, uh, uh, remind me what you're referring to specifically. Uh, we're talking about in Florida when, when, um, DeSantis, uh, did something and then, uh, oh, the, you know, uh, the political battles and the, uh, you know, for lack of a better right. term, woke stuff with the Disney. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I took a stand with, uh, DeSantis because like your wife says, uh, you, she doesn't like a man that can't make his mind up. And I've never, uh, Flip flopped. I, I go for the children. So you didn't like DeSantis's uh, position, or you did? I I can't remember. Oh no, no, I agree with DeSantis, and uh, not on Trump on this one. Yeah. And I'm glad that Trump cleaned it up later, basically saying the best thing that ever ha- happened was overturning yeah. Roe versus Wade. So way. what do you what, what do you want to say? I got a bunch of calls here. Uh, go ahead, Ted. Uh, okay, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, nothing uh, hurts me more than to see what's happened with Disneyland. I went there eight times as a child. Uh, and uh, sold peanut clusters to get the tickets, uh, and loved watching Abraham Lincoln st- stand up and do his presidency. Yeah, they still have that. Down. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, so it hurts me, but I'd rather go to Holy Land than ever bring a child to what Disneyland has become. That's all. All right, Ted. Thanks that. for calling the Pastor Scott Show. That's uh, what I say with Disney. You know, the the vision of Walt was to create a park uh, and a company that would be a place where both kids and parents could uh, have fun together. And if you make it not fun for parents, then the kids aren't going to get to go. And it's not fun if I have to go to Disneyland and then have some awkward conversation with my kid. And we can't even watch the Disney movies anymore. We just don't. 888-528-2557. Carol and Van Nuys, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, hi, I agree. Not every act that happens is an act from God that was natural disasters. Anyway, I read in the Epic Times just this week about the chicken you're talking about. Yeah, the about, fake chicken. And they, hello? Go ahead. Yeah, but I read in the Epic Times about the chicken, and they've been doing studies on it that it's not really, it could be harmful to people to eat that chicken. Yeah, well, it just got approved by the FDA, so it's coming to a restaurant near you pretty soon. Um, I don't think I'm going to order it. I mean, I don't order the... It causes problems, too, with people's health changing their DNA. I I wonder, all right, thank you for calling, Carol. I wonder if long-term stuff like that is healthy. Like they're saying that it's more healthy for you. It doesn't sound healthy to me, right? It it doesn't sound like you know. I want a chicken that is running around in the yard. It just it just you're you're, and maybe scientifically it makes no sense, but it just doesn't sound good to me. I like uh, you know I've had a Boca burger before. Do you like Wilbur? Do you like any of the uh, sort of the non meat? I've never had the Beyond burger. I just can't do it. I, those are the only ones I've had. They're the, they're okay. The Beyond or the Boca? The Beyond. Oh, okay. They're all right. They're okay. Yeah. I, what, 
what really turned me off was uh, when he said rubbery. Right. The guy we had the clip, he said, oh, it tasted kind of rubbery. Well, again, uh, yeah, because it's silly putty. That's what it is. Exactly. It's the same thing as silly putty. We're just calling it chicken, which I guess you can do these days. We can call anything what we want. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, the Boca Burger is good. I, I don't want a turkey burger. I'd rather have a veggie burger. Uh, the black bean burgers are good. They don't taste like burgers, but they're black beans, and I like black. They're good. You know, I think there's certain things I think that are kind of on the uh, the healthier side, although I think they're loaded with salt. I think, you know, you're trading one one bad, healthy thing for something else. Uh, moderation in all things, I read somewhere. I think that's still a good policy. All right, let me see if I can get one more call in here. 888-528-2557. 888 Gary in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, this is Gary. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Hi, Gary. We just have a few seconds. We're almost done. Well, I want to comment on the lady right before your break about this nation, and she said something about that the people don't even care. They're not even... Well, I've been an assistant pastor, and I've been uh, born again. I've born and raised in the church all my life. And and then this gender, this different gender and all this, uh-huh. they will not... They will not enter the kingdom of God. And I know this. I know right. this well, Gary, for sure. Gary, we're running out of time, but that's why we need to share the gospel. That the gospel is what gets you into the kingdom of God, and it can save you. And people you don't even care, and their are. families just let their kids go. You're right, but that's why, we, that's, why we share, that's why we share the gospel, Gary. We're out of time for today. Uh, Marlene and others, I won't get to your calls. We can try again next week. You know, the, the gospel is the answer, friends. That is to the people who have the hardest things going on and the strangest things. Jesus died for everybody, and whoever will believe in him, he, they will be saved, and they'll be transformed if they truly believe. They get the Spirit of God who transforms them for real, and uh, I hope that you know that you're experiencing that. We're out of time. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5. Get the podcast at kkla.com or wherever you get your podcast. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Scott Furrow, good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.